Welcome to the Copy Room Chat, the podcast for educators just like you. Do you want to gain quick tips and tools to use in your classroom? This podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Youngren. We are both educators and moms with 20 years of experience in education. Do you want to thrive, not just survive in your classroom? Then join us for a quick chat in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to the copy room. I'm your host, Renee Hirano, along with Amy Youngren. Um, Just this week, um, at the end of the week, reflecting before this three-day weekend, I was saying to myself, Amy, like, I feel like a broken record this week. I am repeating myself over and over. And in the moment, you just keep repeating yourself, honestly, or you say out loud to my students, like, why do I have to keep saying the same things? Right, right. And of course, that's a rhetorical question, which they never answer. Um, (laughs) But my, my students know how to do these routines. My students know how to come in the classroom and I really pride myself on like creating a ton of autonomy in the classroom, right? Whatever students can do, I have them do. We create these routines and we make sure they can do them independently. But what I realized is that they're slipping and there's many times during the year that happens. And there's a lot of variety of reasons of why that happens. But what I do know is it's so important that they have autonomy, that they can be responsible for as much as they can in the classroom because then I get to teach as much content as possible. And so I figure if I'm feeling that, others have to be feeling that. Right. Don't you think? Totally. And I think it is so important so that you can teach and so that you can stay sane, right? Because it starts to be a broken record, like you said, and you know they know. So why are they not doing what you know they know? One why am I stating the obvious? Like I've had to say three <laughs> times, like they literally have already heard it three times. Right, right, right. So the problem is not that they haven't heard it or you haven't said it. So I think the, the first way to attack this really is what is the problem? Why am I repeating myself constantly? Or why are we not doing the things that we know how to do? So are they choosing not to follow the program? You know, they've had it or they're just choosing not to follow the program for whatever reason. Or is there something you need to reteach? Do they not understand the procedures? Have we had, um, you know, have we forgotten? Has something changed? Sometimes even just maybe we have had some new students enter Mm. and, you know, it's changed the dynamic and we haven't addressed it as carefully as we should have. So I think first thing is take a breath, stop (laughs) repeating yourself and find out what is the problem so that, you know, because the goal is we need to teach, we need to have our time to teach, not to be, handling behaviors. Yeah. And so what it made me do is take kind of stock of like, all right, what let's talk about, like, what are some routines my students know what to do or when am I having to repeat myself? So one thing of course is like what happens in the morning, we spend a ton of time at the beginning of the year developing and building that morning routine. How do you come in the classroom? What do you do with your supplies? How, what do you do while you're eating breakfast or while you're, morning work or whatever that right. is. Right. Right. And this year, I think you made a good point this year. We've actually had some like adjustments to it because 
um, for the month of January, my students were taking their Chromebook homes every Chromebooks home every day. And so there was this new procedure of taking our Chromebook out, putting it in the thing, right? And so it's been kind of changed, but that is one area where if you make that time of day tight, right? It starts your day off right. Because yeah. it can be a little chaotic, all the kids coming in. And they also, they're getting adjusted to the morning and you're getting adjusted to the morning. So the more that they can do on their own in that one, I think the better off you'll be as you're getting your day started. Yeah. And maybe you've learned some adjustments that need to, some things have changed over the years, over the year. So some of the procedures you had in place at the beginning of the year, you need to readdress. And I, I, I remember sometimes forgetting that I might need to point some things out. Like we assume we got this and we assume they know what we're thinking. And sometimes we might need to actually just take a beat and remind them. Yeah. And I also think <laughs> it's important that you stay open-minded about kids can also create the best routines for themselves. And so, you know, taking stock of like how they do things and changing the routine or making the routine the most efficient for them, um, you know, that's happened to me before. So I think also yeah. something that is really important is supplies. Um, I've moved to desks this year, like um, not like individual desks, but tables. And so supplies can be getting and taking out supplies. So just making sure there's a clear routine about where pencils go, where all of your supplies go, how to get your supplies, where to put your supplies. I think that kind of goes with technology now on like how to get out your computer and plug your computer back into the cart. You know, that's been something that this year I've changed my routine a little bit because sometimes you'll get this, honest to goodness, it's like a Disney line, Disneyland line at the computer cart to put their their computer away, right? So what, some of the students didn't want to wait in the line. So they started putting their headphones away first and then going to the computer. So I was like, oh, it's genius. Super I smart. Like, <laughs> I was like, this half, go put your go you do this first go to your headphones first other half start putting your putting it your computer away right but it was it was really nice actually so that's actually been um one routine that they've kind of helped adjust that's because otherwise right. you're spending you know there there's no fast pass right <laughs> like to get <laughs> your computer back in the cart so that's cool um, they figure that out all on their own so that's a piece of autonomy right there yeah um, what's another one? Oh, stations, right? Uh, when you, it's imperative if you're, when you're going to do small group in your classroom that your students build, know, live, breathe a station routine Yeah, and multiple station routines, right? Um, because now I have two routines where there's one where we don't even rotate. You have a list of items to go through, but students know where to find the list. They know how to see what they're doing. Or if we're actually moving from station to station, because you want that to be as smooth as possible. Because what you said is like, I'm trying to maximize my teaching time by giving you roles, responsibilities in the classroom. Right. And so um, I think station one is where you put in a lot of work, but you see a ton of reward. I think any kind of movement in the classroom, you put in a lot of work for any kind of movement so that you can get it down to seconds. Yeah. Um, and I, I sometimes, and that's where feeling like a broken record at the beginning of the year will pay off a little bit. For but sure. at this point, yeah, let's, let's make sure we have all of our movements um, spelled out so that everyone knows where they go, when, and how. Yeah. If we're past quarter one, you know, right. Yeah. Well, and some yeah. of those responsibilities you mentioned, like they have 
you're not having to tell them it's either written somewhere. Um, there's chips they manage. There's some, some sort of management system for what they need to get done during this set period of time. So they're managing it themselves. You're not, did you do that? Did you do that? Did you do that? Right. And you have to release some things, right? You have to be able to, you know, in some ways we are the captain of our ship or, you know, what is, whatever that is. Right. But I think we have to also be able to, it doesn't matter what age, right. We have to be able to release it. You know, I think about being a mom, right. I think about how much you really want your child to be independent, right. You do like this, this is something I'm working towards as a parent, but then sometimes it's just easier if I just do it. But in the uh, long run, it's not easier, right, Amy? So true, so true. And so I think that's the same for our students, right? In the in the moment, it seems like, let me just get this done. But actually, spending two minutes reviewing it, I think what you said, take out those charts you probably made at the year beginning of the year that say, looks like, sounds like, or what we've agreed to as a class, right? Re- remembering that. That's a really well, good reminder because I often fall into that. So much easier if I just do it. That's a very quick. So if you find yourself doing that, that's a little red flag to you that you've missed some things and you're missing some opportunity to take some of the stress off yourself. You know, one thing I was thinking about just as you were saying that was students learning how to log in, right? (laughs) Students learning how to log in with their name and password. And what if they're on a different computer, right? The great thing that we have a Google system is they can be on any computer and then it comes in with their profile on that computer. Right. But we can't, just because it takes so long, we can't not have them do it. Right. And we also can't say that, we can't say kids can't do it because let me tell you something. I know kindergartners that can log in. Oh yeah. My daughter can get all around. And so I think we can't overemphasize that this is now a tool for them to be able to know their email address and their password so that they can log in and get their work done. Like, this, it's the same tool as before would have been sharpened pencils. Right. Literally. That's so right? true. And so we have to change with the times and not do that. Or like a big thing in, for my school in first grade is like uh, we share computers. Right. And so it's like they have to be able to be on a different computer and know how to add themselves to a computer. Right. It's not a skill you or I learned or was That's necessary so before, but it's super necessary now. And is really like I said, it's like having a notebook. And so yep. I think we also have to, you know, change what and change our expectations. Students can do it. Yes. I mean, our mind frame. I mean, I am the type of person that everything and anything a student can do, I'm going to teach them and they're going to do. Yeah. Anything. Everything. It's so important. And have I been I guilty of that. running around and logging in 15 people? Maybe I might've done that before, but <laughs> so important to make sure if it's something they can do, they need to do it. Mm-hmm. So true. So right. talk a little bit about the, um, oh, I don't want to use the word dreaded, but the dreaded dismissal time. That is a time of the day that can, um, just take a lot of energy out of anything good that's happened. Well, I think you're right. right? It's like the, it's like the make or break, right? Yeah. Like if the end of the day is not good, you might say, Oh, today was horrible. Right. right? Really the whole day could have been great. So, you know, I'll be honest. I'm one of those people that is still um, working that out, but I have a rule that I live by, which is I think dismissal should be dismissal procedure should be no more than five minutes long. 
because kids will take as long as it takes, <laughs> but they are going to want to go home. Yeah. And so therefore, um, if I can give any advice to any new teachers is don't give them 15 minutes to get ready to go home because they'll take the whole 15 minutes to get ready to go home. But if you give them five minutes, seven minutes, at my school, my bussers go five minutes before the bell rings. So I have to give a little bit more time. And I think what you have to think about in those dismissal routines is not leaving any important information to that time. It's just time to get ready to go. That's good. There's no emergency pass out papers if possible. There's no emergency like tomorrow is free test day or tomorrow is this, right? No one's listening. You're done, <laughs> right? And so I think what the most important thing is like, please safely get your things and get to your seat and develop a routine with them that happens. Whether you do that table by table, whether everybody does that at once, you know, it just depends how your room is set up. Right. But I think the, my, I think the thing in the beginning I did of my career was I gave too much time because I thought, oh, we have all these things to do, but we will fill time that we need to fill time. And so, and don't, what you said, don't, uh, determine the worth of your day based on <laughs> how that went because we're all tired. That's so true. That's so true. So I think that's the key is, you know, especially if you're feeling like you're repeating yourself and if you're feel, if you're really struggling at this point in the year, if you feel like the wheels are falling off a little bit, let's pick some of those, let's pick say t the top three of those routines that if we target those and work on those, it'll make a huge impact to our day. So look for those easy wins biggest bang for your buck. Um, yeah. so we can kind of get s some breathing room. So what would you say those top three, like quickest hits? I would say morning and dismissal, like beginning, right. end of the day right? and supplies. Perfect. Right. And you know, and I think, I think the way to think about it is sort of like, and even now, you know, if we're past halfway through the year, it's really reminders. It's really, leaning in on what they already know and also identifying if it's just one or two students ah, or if it's everybody. Good. Right. Point. And I think, you know, you can, we will sometimes make these great generalization statements that are not accurate. Totally. Right. And so I think it's also determine if it's a couple students, you know, or not. Um, and I think just really honing in and, you know, just taking, you know, they, what do they say that, like to eat elephant, you just like one bite at a time. So right. I think it's also like get the wins, work on the morning because that's going to make your day feel better. Right. Work on supplies. That's going to make your the morning and then the time of day, right? And those are the things that have the most, that you're doing the most often. True. Right? You're doing True. the most often. And if I do discover it's really just a couple of us, then can I use um, the other students in my classroom? Mm. Can I use my classroom community to... Um, help manage those instead of me repeating myself over and over again. If I do discover it's just a couple of us that need to be refocused. Yeah. Remember, Amy, remember the first time you heard your student repeat exactly what you said? Yes. Right. And you were like, oh my gosh, they are listening. First, yes. That's like the first thing. And Someone the second actually thing is, heard me. <laughs> right. And then it was like, oh, I can use this to my advantage. Mm. Right. I can. I can say, ask a friend, I can say, um, and you know, we have to teach students how to do it respectfully because sometimes they can take your frustrated tone as well with students That's or true. if their neighbor is never 
you know, like your neighbor's never doing it. But I think also like teaching them like, yes, you can give friendly reminders. You certainly could give a friendly reminder to a friend. You're helping them out. You're helping us get to specials sooner by having your table be cleaned up and quiet. Or I think lean into that. I think that's a great idea, Amy, really leaning into those classmates and that we are responsible for each other. You know, I find myself oftentimes like um, in seesaw assignments, there might be a link or something to click and I will have at the carpet, I will have told them whenever you don't know what to do, go to the instructions because they're usually verbal and then it will be right in there. And so I oftentimes I, I heard myself this week say, you know what, I need you to ask a friend because I just went over that. Yeah. You know, and I think um, I think also everything that we say is important, right? But I think we also need to make sure that when we are giving the most important thing for students to do, we need to make sure that students are hearing or in the ability to listen to. So are, is the, are the management still there? Like in my classroom, I say sit in carpet. Everyone sits up in this active listening position. But did I make sure everybody was there? Or at the end of this lesson, did I give the last part of the directions that maybe some kids fell off from? That's you know, I have to be reflective of myself as well, right? True. Like, you know, well, and that's that's a good point, though. We, we talked about the red flags of how, you know, things are maybe falling apart is I'm repeating myself. But there's also some good measures of success. Like if you hear when you hear a student tell another student something you've said, you know, take a moment to say, like, OK, we I got somewhere with that one. And it's a measure that I've built trust in the classroom and I've built a good classroom community because my students are starting to govern themselves without me hovering over them. Yeah. I think one that we didn't, we haven't really talked about, but I think another good way is if you have classroom jobs, if you have classroom jobs in your classrooms, whether you, you know, you have a job for every student or you rotate through six jobs and, you know, those might be your line leader or your helper or paper passer, paper collector, whatever that is, that's another good way to really give students ownership in the classroom because that is what autonomy does, right? We all want to, we want to feel this level of independence. We want to feel this, that's ownership in our classroom. I know what to do. I feel I have efficacy to myself. Like I know, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I can get my job done. Uh, you know, Missy, Missy Rano is going to be so excited or Missy Rano is going to notice or, you know what I mean? We, that's the same thing if my te- if my principal came in and I was doing what I was supposed right. to, right? There's this right. sort of, but I think there's also like, um, there is that way that you could have jobs or, you know, if you see someone doing the right thing, you might pick them to do that. You know, I was, t- Amy, we always talk about this, like, right, currently this year, classroom jobs are, aren't as necessary in my classroom, but it's also a management system that I, that I just am not able to manage at the moment. Like, it's just something that they're able to manage on their own. And so I don't need to have a need for it, but there's been many years where I've had this system, yeah. which I think is a great way. I think it's a super great way to give kids responsibility and help them out. Yeah, I love jobs. And we all know what it feels like when we know the job that we're supposed to be doing and we know how to do it. It's um, it's such a great feeling for those students when they know what they were supposed to do. They did it and they did it successfully. And that was just an awesome win in their day. Yeah. Yeah. Autonomy for the win. That's what I say. Autonomy for the win for everyone, for them. For us, if we're getting, if starting to feel a little bit of uh, burnout and um, tired and repeating ourselves and broken record, let's see what we can let go of. Let's see what we can um, 
pass off to our students and how we can all work together. So I think, I think that would be the practical tip for today. So if you're struggling, if you're feeling like things are getting a little bit frazzled, determine, pick those top three routines or procedures that will make the biggest impact in your day. Maybe start with beginning and the end and those supplies, but pick the top three procedures that you see in your classroom that will make the biggest impact. Work on them one at a time. And then if you have it in you, add, add more slowly but surely. All right. Well, I think that's great, Amy. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll chat again soon. Thanks again for joining us here at Copy Room Chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and click the button so you don't miss any of the chat. And remember, head over to www.thepracticalteachers.com for more resources and to sign up for our monthly newsletter.